1: To
0: OK Sis Podcast.
1: My name is Madeline Rose Mayo. My name is Scout Sophia Sobel. And do you want to know what we've been doing lately on Podcast Mads? What? We've been showing up in matching outfits. Like, we're like literally like we either wear all black or we're in neutral. Like we are always in the same color and it's weird. I don't know. Like the last like five times I've met you on Zoom. because I've met you on Zoom because we have sister telepathy. That is
0: why we feel so aligned. What if we were twins? We're not. I know. We're absolutely know. not. <laughs> we're so- okay. That's I, good. My whole body and nervous system is shutting down Piece by piece.
1: Yeah. My whole body is actively growing moment by moment.
0: Yeah. You're growing and I'm depleting.
1: That's like, that's where we are. I'm growing and you're like degenerating. What's it called? Like, degenerating. Oh, I have a big update. I have a big, <gasps> big, big, big
0: update. I texted you this sneak peek update. I have officially changed my top three celebrity crushes.
1: Oh. Yeah, and it, I mean It's a big update, but I'm not quite sure he fits in like the celebrity category, but yes, continue. Oh, I highly
0: disagree, but okay. Jay Shetty is now in my top 3. I think he's booted out. I think he's number 3. So we got Bill Hader. We got Bill Hader. Actually, honestly, uh, I'm really mad at Bill Hader these days having some beef with him, so... Is it because he keeps just, like, hopping girls lately? No,
1: it's because he keeps ignoring us. Hold on. Ow. Oh, my God. Maddie just... Was that a sneeze or a cough? Whatever she did, she just literally punched herself in the nose while she was sneezing and coughing, sisters. Like, that was... A, I, damn it, I'm not recording the Zoom. I'm not recording the video of this. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Wait, what was that? My body is shut was that a sneeze or a cough? I thought it was a sneeze, but I guess it was just a cough.
0: Okay, so... So, Bill Hader, Timothy, Tay, and then, I think, Jay Shetty. He's He's sneaking in there. I think what it is, is that his eyes are, like, so mesmerizing. I feel like You know, I think the third was like a rotating Noah Centineo, Miles Teller, John Krasinski. It was like just, you know, what I felt on the on the day of. Yeah. Jay Shetty, like one, his piercing blue eyes. I feel like he could just like hypnotize me. He has like the perfect brain and he's like hot so like i just think it's like all the whole package
1: yeah i see it for you and we think he's so cute with his wife and stuff and like, you could tell that he's like oh my god, i love his wife i would love to we've been saying that we want her on and yet we have not initiated contact with her
0: we'll initiate some contact but she is it is literally a light if you ever are in a dark place Go to What's her name Roddy She's so cute Just go to Jay Shetty And then you'll find Roddy And she is just She puts out the best content She's so light And adorable And I'm so jealous Of their marriage And I just I have a feeling That Jay Shetty Is like a Very attentive Beautiful lover
1: Oh my god I'm like totally picturing What you're saying Do you think he like Talks about Like mindset shifts This is exactly How we're getting his wife on By talking about How her husband (laughs) is in bed This is exactly How this happens for us (laughs) good good he's probably so lovely to good strategic work (laughs) this is yeah this is a strategy all right so we do have a guest today (laughs) we do have a guest today i can give you an update on my body if you want sure well so sisters we are batching content so that scoutala over here can take a couple weeks off recording to be a new mama so by the time this comes out i like could have a baby I don't know I'm not looking at my editorial calendar but in this present moment baby is breech and so her head her legs and her hands are all in the same corner and they're all punching and kicking me at the same time cute it's painful yeah that's that sounds like she's in distress I think she's having a grand old time. She's having a party in there. She's just like, ooh, cozy. Woo hoo. Woo hoo. She's just like loving life, I think, to be honest. That's what I'm, that's the kind of vibe I'm getting, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Oh, I see. I see. So motherhood starts early. Motherhood starts early. Where
0: the kid is getting what she wants and it's painful for the mother.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. Also, I was realizing that like from here on out, when she wants something, I have to give her money. I know. You know I what think I mean? about that too. Like,
0: remember we were like, "Hey, like, can I have twenty dollars to go to the movies?" Yeah.
1: Like, like when she's ten yeah. and she wants to go with her friends, I have to like give her money to do that. Yeah, but
0: there's no cash anymore, so she's gonna have to have a debit card when she's like seven. Yeah, she's gonna have a debit card when she's like literally seven. That's so nuts. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I'm so excited to learn about the newest technology with her, I always feel like parents like you think parents are the ones that are like oh, we're so, you know, we're older so we don't know. But it's like, no, they're plugged in. Like, remember we learned about TikTok from dad's fishing friends because his daughters were on TikTok and like he knew about TikTok. But also, it's
1: like, it's going to be different for our generation because our generation grew up with technology. Yeah, so you'll be more able to Yeah, like dad's generation like it was such a curve for them to understand what we were doing. But it's not going to be, like, as much of a curve for us to understand what the young generation is doing from a technological standpoint because. I know, but, you're, but what I'm
0: saying more is that you're going to, like, be in the know. Like, she's going to be the perfect, like, case study. Like, we're going to be like. Oh,
1: she's going to make me cool on OK Sis because I'm going to know.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That mm. That is
0: what I'm saying. Got
1: it. Okay, cool. Okay, sisters, we have a fabulous guest. We have Megs from Get Stone. She is a celebrity makeup artist. She is an influencer and content creator, but she's also the entrepreneur behind Get Stone, which is a rhinestone brand that is used as a beauty accessory. You might have seen her rhinestones on Euphoria. You might have seen her rhinestones mask on Ariana Grande. She's in Urban Outfitters. I met her on a panel, and she is just... My type of girl. She jumps in, she figures it out. She's strategic. She's passionate. She's got such a fucking good work ethic. And she the way she thinks about her niche really excites me. Like she kind of brings all that out in the end. But she's just fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a delightful conversation. I like her energy. She's a, she's my she's my kind of energy. She's a
1: mad's energy. She's not really a scout energy. She's, she's a, a
0: definite mad's energy. Yeah. Very vibrant, and she looked fucking fire. We looked like we were like sewer rats, but yeah. she we came looked sickly. through with the fucking ring light. We looked sickly. Yeah. Honestly, like our skin just like it was a it was like a gray. It looks
1: like we have John Dice or something. I don't know what's going on with us today. It was like a gray color compared to hers. Like yeah, she, she had a whole ring light thing. She's a makeup artist, so she had it all. Really great, but she lives in Palm Springs, so we're all going to hang in Palm Springs and maybe, like, she'll bedazzle us head to toe. That would be fucking sick. I almost to. <laughs> oh, my God. What is wrong with your fucking body? Okay, sisters, introducing Megs to the podcast. Meg. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she's connected. Oh. Okay, here we go. Fuck. Megs. What are do you doing? Megs. We didn't come prepared.
0: Megs, what's going on with your lighting and why didn't you warn us? Because
1: look at us. I told her this would be on video, but like, fuck, we obviously didn't get the memo ourselves. (laughs)
2: space and you've been doing like lighting videos for years it just comes naturally to like set it up I just have one light in front of me
1: but (laughs) you know what I I was kind of wondering if you were going to come stoned and you didn't come stoned
2: I know I feel like during the week like I'm just like running around with so many things like juggling the different businesses and stuff so like for today I was like oh my gosh I just need to like get ready and all that. So, yeah, I'm not stoned right now, but I'm normally in a stoned moment.
1: <laughs> so, sisters, Ooh. we're not talking about marijuana because Mads and I Mads and I don't really dabble in the weed. We all know this. We're talking about Meg's business, Get Stoned, where she like bedazzles the fuck out of her face with incredible rhinestones. But let me let me back up real quick. So, Meg's and I were on a panel together about 2 weeks ago. That's where we met. We were on the San Diego Business Babes panel, which was so amazing. And the minute Megs opened her mouth and started talking, I almost stopped the panel and was like, is everybody paying attention? Because this chick is so wicked smart. Like, that's what came to mind. I was like, this girl is wicked smart smart and I don't know if you thought that about yourself but you should because the way you talked and explained your business from celebrity makeup artist to content creator to business owner to euphoria using all of your rhinestones the way you think about your career is amazing so can you just introduce yourself to everybody and tell them what you do Of
2: course. But first of all, thank you so much. Yeah, that panel was great. And Scout did come up to me after and she told me that I never really thought I was telling my fiance too. I was like, you know, one thing that uh, I was telling him about you and I was like, Scout came to me and, and Lisa too. And I was like, they kept using the word smart, which I've just never, not that I don't think I am smart, but I've just never really heard it in that way. And it was just like a really cool way to think of like how I process my business and how I go about things. So I really appreciate you coming up to me, first of all. But Yes, hi everyone. I'm Meg Cahill. So my career has evolved over time. I'm 25 years old, so you guys kind of get a gist. So speaking of my career kind of shooting off right at 18, I went into professional makeup artistry right away with uh, large influencers and smaller scale celebrities, traveled the world with them. Then that kind of transferred into content creation and becoming a beauty influencer, as you would say, as that industry just started to boom and rise, as a lot of people know. And then from there, the pandemic hit and that kind of turned into me slowing down from the pro artistry and amping up the content creation as we were all home. And then that turned into my business Get Stoned, rhinestones, that is, as scout said. But yeah, so I just had this evolution. And with me being 25, it's like I've already lived so many lives. And I think I've just learned so much. And I've I've been like a sponge and just tried to, you know what I mean, absorb all these things, make notes and really be aware of my surroundings. And I think that's part of the thing that's helped me evolve so quickly at a young age. But yeah so now i'm mainly focusing on the business it's booming right now you know like you mentioned euphoria we had a viral ariana grande moment we're stocked in patrick toss kit something bell Hidi, Gigi hadith camila cabello all of them being in urban outfitters being in dolls kills that expanding and then on top of that being a content creator myself and growing on tiktok being my main platform and seeing the brand partnerships and the income you can make there is insane so kind of juggling these two worlds that in a way actually intertwine as the business side is so content creation heavy now. So I feel like that kind of gave me the leg up. But yeah, so just so much, so many different things. I feel like I've lived so many different lives and yeah, just taking it every day, you know?
0: We love a woman who has her little fingers and many different things. Also, I just love, first of all, I'm a TikTok girly as well. Scout does not is not emotionally available for TikTok. So she yeah. just, you know, is missing out is what I'm trying to say. But what I love is that you've connected the content creation and your yeah. own personal brand with your business, which is something I have also been able to do and feel like that is the way of the future. Talk to me about your experience on TikTok because I like to talk to content creators. I think there is such a vulnerability that people, unless you are a creator, you really do not understand the like (laughs) piercing rawness that you feel when you are posting something and putting yourself out there. How do you deal is what I think my question is because, um, all of us feel this, you know, sense. So I want to hear, I want to hear what your like internal process is when you're posting content.
2: Oh yeah. You know, so even though, like I said, I'm 25, but I really started posting on YouTube when I was 15, just sporadically as in being an OG watcher of like Candy Johnson, Michelle Fawn, like that kind of era. So I feel like I've experienced different platforms going from YouTube being like such a loving community. Yeah, there's hate on YouTube too. But back in the day when the beauty community was really starting to pick up that traction, it was very supportive. Then you go into Instagram and, you know, Instagram had some really good days and now we're into TikTok and it's a whole different world. But I would say I find I love and hate TikTok. I feel like I love it because I feel that sense of like, community in a sense again, and like discoverability, like you can reach so many more people with that being said, <laughs> you reach so many people to where you reach people that may not be in your niche or just people who are not educated on your topics. And I would be lying if I said that stuff doesn't get to me at times, especially because it's like the stupidest stuff that people are commenting about. For example, I have a, a very asymmetrical face and I've recently had some stuff done to help me with my jaw, fixing that. Cause I also have a bad TMJ with it being asymmetrical, but no one fails on TikTok to like point out these like random ass features. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, her face is completely crooked or stuff like that. Or I do struggle with cystic acne. I also have cystic ovaries and cystic fibrosis in my breasts. So I've struggled with acne my whole life. I've been on Accutane three doses higher than my weight class. So I've really been through it with acne. So now as an adult, it's starting to, I'm getting that second wave. Um, so it's coming back, but it's just funny because people are commenting, like, I'll say like, Oh, I'm having a breakout and you know, at, to each their own, but I've been through the worst of it. And I'm talking sis that swell your face. Like I've had it where on my forehead, swollen one of my eyes shut. It was so bad. So it's just funny. Like people just judge you from 30 to 60 to three minutes on TikTok. And they just run with these comments. And it's like, babe, you don't know me at all. You don't know my past. You don't know anything about me. You're judging me on this 30 seconds of me covering one pimple. So you can't judge my whole life right now. But it's like stupid stuff that you wouldn't even argue in your daily life. And they're always the most random people making these comments too. Right. In
0: those moments where you kind of feel off your confidence, how do you persevere and stand in that?
2: I mean, part of that is like taking a step back from the phone Um, An example, like I've talked about this before, but a big thing for me is like reflecting, is this really worth my time? This person who's in say middle America, I've never met, will never meet, maybe they're 12 years old. Like, why are you commenting? (laughs) But it does, it gets to you. So I'm heated in the moment to where sometimes I almost want to make like a response video, just like going in on someone just because I am a sarcastic, I have that sarcastic nature and i love to pull that out. But then I have to stop and reflect and be like, look, dude, like, You're online, people save things forever too. You have to be really smart with how you respond. And the best thing for me is to take a step away and kind of like reconnect with like, okay, I have like my own personal life and the online life is another section of that. So sometimes you have to like, in a sense may sound silly, but like ground yourself and like take you back to reality and be like, do we know this person? We can delete their comment. Like I have the right to keep what I want on my page and what I don't. I think a lot of people on TikTok forget that. You choose what lives in your community. So I don't want them there. So I have to take the moment, calm down. And then if it's a a bad enough comment to where I've seen that they're doing it multiple times, I'll block them. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah. Mads and I haven't talked about this on the podcast, but I went viral on Instagram and got like (laughs) a lot of hate for a video that my sister posted of me. um, Because. Which one? What do you mean? (gasps)
0: Oh, We've never debriefed oh on this,
1: so I... Right.
0: Well, let's just say We could say Yeah, no, on I'm gonna,
1: the... we're going to debrief right now. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, Okay, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S.
0: Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry
1: about.
2: Oh. So, oh. okay. I'm to debrief right now. So, okay.
1: I have always wanted the Prada baby diaper bag my whole life, like since I was 15. Nah. And my mother surprised me and my sister surprised me with it a couple months ago. Oh my God. And I'm pregnant. I'm emotional. I'm hormonal. I asked for it in the beginning of my pregnancy. And then I was like, you know what? No, don't get it for me. Like I have so many other expenses, you know, I got to pay for X, Y, and Z. Like I'd rather you guys' gift go towards something else, whatever. And so I, but I was so bummed that I did that because I have a problem asking for things. And so they surprised me with it. And obviously I start crying hysterically because I've wanted this bag since I was like 15 years old. And Uh I make a joke that I had a baby to get this bag. (laughs) while i'm oh crying in the video
0: in the video she's like i literally wanted a baby because of this bad. bag and she's like crying and it's so funny
1: it's so funny and it's such a like a wholesome like gratitude shocking moment maddie filmed it put it on instagram didn't even know whatever we're recording a podcast and then someone texts me and they're like Someone from like work, like a work colleague, not that works for me, but in the industry or whatever. And she's like, by the way, I felt your video on a visceral level. I'm totally with you. And I'm in the comments fucking off with the haters. Like I'm telling them all to fuck off. And I'm like, what haters? What are you talking about? And we open up (laughs) Instagram and like, I'm what's wrong with America they can't believe that I had a baby to get a bag. Like, are you like, hello, I did not have a baby to get a bag, all this stuff. And it was such a barrage. And to be honest, I handled it pretty well because Mads and I have been doing this for four years. And I think a podcast review hits much harder because they actually listen to you for a long time. And so it's not like 30 seconds, but we got a barrage of comments, just people annihilating me and I handled it pretty well until someone personally judged me in my life that I know, and then I was upset. But when yeah. when the swarm comes, it's a very weird situation to navigate. We ended up taking it down because I didn't want that energy around my baby or my yeah. Prada diaper bag that I love so much. <laughs> but it's an interesting thing to navigate at times, especially as business owners and content creators at the same time. At the same time. Because you're like, yeah, you're literally getting personally attacked when it's
2: like, wait, this is my business. This is my
0: career. It's like weird.
2: No, I don't think people really understand. And it is hard, but especially being more of a growing up in like a sarcastic, like jokester family, like, you know, we just do like stupid shit and it's just whatever. So like for you said one, I'm a bad girl. I have a bag addiction and I have a collection. So I personally feel your diaper bag moment, but it's like also like Who really thought you were serious? You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard nowadays. People are like, I don't want to say so sensitive, but in a sense, there's just like not as much humor in the world as much either, or like lightheartedness. Like, not everything has to be so direct, so serious, you know what I mean? So it is hard to like teeter that line too of being like fun and cheeky without someone, you know, there's always gonna be someone though that has an opinion on whatever. But, like, with the bag thing, like, that's insane. Like, obviously not.
1: Yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot cheaper ways for me to just get the bag than have a baby, right? Like, I could have just bought the bag and used it.
2: Yeah. But
1: Mads and I were like, if there was a guy posting in front of his car, no one would say anything. And they'd be, like, stoked for him. Yeah. Okay. So we talked a little about the content creation, but you've done three different career moves. Like, you've been a makeup artist, you've been a content creator, and you've been an entrepreneur with a product-based business. Yes. Which one is the most difficult?
2: Oh man. (laughs) I feel like they all have pros and cons. Okay. So when I was about three or four years old, I had photos of me coloring my cousins with like eyeliners and lip liners. Like I just had this natural knowledge for makeup. I don't know what it was. I also paint. So things that are artistic like that just like naturally come to me. So for makeup, it was like a second nature of the actual learning of it. And then like perfecting it was quite easy for me what tore me down in that industry was the clients and the demand and working for other people and not working for other people as in like boss girl working in other people as in like when you're working for large influencers, celebrities, stuff like that, like you're on their beck and call. Like I was living on a tour bus in the UK for a month and a half. So like, Uh, You have to dedicate when you're really going to be in pro artistry in the sense of the celebrity or influencer world, you're really at someone's beck and call, which some people are down for. Some people just love makeup so much and it's just everything they want. But for me, I found myself, I am also just someone who doesn't like to be told what to do in general. So I loved it until it got too demanding or people start crossing boundaries or it starts out as, oh my God, we love you so much. And then you start to see these layers of these certain people peel back. And I just don't identify with certain things in the industry, certain ways people get ahead. A lot of people have drug addiction, um, anxiety, depression. And you know we all struggle with those kinds of things, but I'm talking about like to the max to where it's affecting your energetic field as an artist. And, and you got to think as a makeup artist, have you ever walked up to a stranger and been five inches away from their face? No, as a makeup artist, I may not know you and I'm gonna be five inches away from your nose. And you, as someone, I'm very spiritual. My mom is from the Netherlands and all my Netherlands family are all psychic. I'm the only one in America that has it. So it's a struggle for me with makeup when you're starting to be around someone who's going through a toxic time or maybe just has, you know what I mean? Not the best intentions. I pick up on it and then it drains me. For makeup, I love the artistry aspect. If I like for my own photo shoots doing makeup, I'm totally cool with it because I get full control. I get to be creative. I get to, you know, paint this image of how I want the makeup to look in the photos with my stones and stuff like that. But the hardest part for me was the clientele, the stress of weddings, also with being spiritual past loved ones coming through. It was just overwhelming for me. So I loved the artistry, but the demand was too much. Driving to LA every day was too much. I did not live in LA. I was driving an hour and a half and then it taking three hours to get home in traffic. Clients not really respecting that time. So that kind of tore that down slowly to where I, I personally had to step back. For influencing, look, it's something I've always wanted as a young age. I grew up acting, singing, and dancing, always being on stage, always performing. And I feel like being an influencer and teaching makeup and doing these you know, fun curated videos, like I do video editing now and stuff like that, it kind of plays into my younger, like theatrical background of the production aspect of like doing plays and stuff like that. So with being an influencer, like I love connecting with people. One, I love creating. The hard part about that is the demand for so much content, seeing the industry change over time. And really (laughs) in the nicest way, having people that you, you meet and upfront, they seem like such a pure person and you want to support them. And then You find out behind closed doors, they're just trying to step on you to get to the next level, stuff like that. There's a lot in the beauty industry specifically, there is a lot of money hungry people, power hungry people, influencers just wanting fame. They don't care about anything else. So there are a lot of dark spaces within this beautiful community as well. So that's been hard to navigate. But over the years, luckily, I've been able to navigate. And I think just like being your true self and like saying to yourself is the best thing one example I would say like when I'm on set like I'm going to treat the janitor the same as the director because you just never know where your next job is going to come from and you should just genuinely be a nice human like that should be second nature to be respectful of everyone's job positions and stuff like that and there are people that become an influencer and get that entitlement and those things change so it has been hard to navigate that kind of stuff but there's so many perks, like freedom to do what you want, getting large gigs, like a short, like a day's work, getting what some people's salary are in a year. It's insane. But those things are able to allow me to leverage the third thing, my business. So there's a lot of perks with being an influencer, but you have to have really tough skin and you have to know how to navigate the industry in a positive way, um, knowing where not to get involved in. With business, you know, I kind of always been entrepreneurial since I was a child, but now with having like an actual product base, I think this part is honestly my most favorite. Getting to have this vision in my head and make it come to life with a photo shoot, with product packaging, and then to get that to the consumers and get their feedback is amazing. Like seeing people wear something you made is like such an amazing feeling that your brain came up with this one concept and hundreds of people want that in their hands. I just think it's so beautiful. It's taxing Owning your own business is a 24-7 job. Like I have to say, it's true. And it is more of a hustle to get those sales. It's more of a hustle to get the customers. You got to do email marketing. You got to do social media marketing. You got to do the back end, shipping, packaging, logistics, um, all that stuff. And I had to crash course and learn how to bootstrap a business so quickly. And I'm still growing to this day. And that's something I'm really honest about with my business. I'm not someone who has an investor and has someone guiding me. It's really me crash coursing and I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm going to do my best throughout this. But I would say the business adventure has been like my baby right now.
0: I love that. And so in the beginning of this conversation, you said, or Scout had told you that you're really smart and you were taken by that comment. So I really want to touch on that because that is something that I struggle with a lot as well as a limiting belief of mine. And what I'm hearing from you is you believe you're smart. It's just that it's in a different way because you're so creative. There is this whole, you know, there's there's beauty, there are, there's artistry in what you're doing. And, smart is like maybe not the adjective that people put with that whereas now you're walking into this realm of business mm-hmm. and you're able to leverage that smartness in a different way what is your relationship been to the word smart then and how has it evolved because that's a huge limiting belief in me I'm always like I'm not smart enough I, I'm not going to be able to figure this out or I'm not going to sound smart I, my biggest yeah. fear is sounding dumb like that's literally my biggest fear yeah. and I have to literally write in my journal every single day I am brilliant I am so smart I am smart enough and things mm-hmm. like that but I want to hear what your what your relationship was that to that going from such a creative space to more of a business
2: I guess like the word smart I just feel like you know I didn't go to college I had no desire to like you said being a creative I always knew that being a entrepreneurial mindset because even being a makeup artist you're still an entrepreneur and I knew that that would take me places but being called smart I'm not kidding scout like I really thought about this for a few days and just because you know so my dad's a corrections officer and he just is one thing is like he's always supported my creativity but always wanted me to be in corrections as well which I personally couldn't I can't work in a prison with people like that I just can't it's like I give props to those who can handle it or to be a police woman or stuff like that and it just never stuck with me so to hear You know, you kind of associate smart with college and with, you know, just a lot of education and where like the makeup artistry, I'm, I have education in that and I am smart in those sense, but I don't know. I just, I think I'm still having a little bit of imposter syndrome of jumping into like, I am an entrepreneurial boss. Like I do really want to help guide other people because I don't have, like I said, I've been kind of crash coursing my whole life through all these different topics, just jumping in with no fear. And I want to be that entrepreneurial mentor for other people. And it was just cool to hear that. I mean, look, I, I, I try to educate myself wherever I can with whether that's even just with watching, like, for example, like advice on like tax things or like LLCs or just learning more. And I feel like that has helped gain knowledge for me. I just you know, with all the adjectives, like, or things people have called me or referred to me as like smart is just a newer one. I think that is just back, like piggybacking off of me having the imposter syndrome of being an entrepreneur now and, and trying to learn how to step into that. Like, I don't want to say boss babe. Cause I feel like people kind of make fun of like eh, that's babe, you know what I mean? But like, like really stepping into my own of like, I own a company, like I'm making good money. Like I'm doing this on my own. Like this is amazing. And I've gained education to that. So I, it's really that I just need to accept the word smart, but I think I'm still having that imposter syndrome of like, could that really be me? Just cause I'm, I did not, I'm not a college grad. I don't, you know, look like I have ADHD. My mind is everywhere. Like I just smart. I mean, I've gotten good grades in school and stuff, but I've had a really hard time focusing because if it's not, I have the hyper focus in ADHD. So if I'm not, focused or it's not something i want to focus on it's like hell trying to get me to do it so it's just really like i just that's a new one for me that i have to like learn to accept you know and step into
0: i love that i love that that that's a new one for me i love that it's like a I, new I, it's a new uh it's a new I'm adjective not, people are calling me these days
2: <laughs> i'm being honest here because it's like you know look like I got good grades and stuff like that. Like I said, I didn't go to college. So like when I think of smart, I just think of education and my education is high school. And yeah, I got decent grades or good grades, but I wasn't in AP classes. I wasn't top of my class or anything. I I hated school. High school was like the worst time for me. Like I was bullied a lot. I did not get along with people. I did not find my circle at all. Me doing YouTube was a huge target on my back of like, what do you think you're doing? Doing creative looks. Do you think that looks good? That looks like trash. What are you trying to do? Is this supposed to be a Halloween look? Like all those things were four years of that for me. So it's just like, I just never thought of myself in that way. And, and you know, it's just, I don't know, it's cool. It's, it's a new phase of my life with the entrepreneurial side of, of really having a product-based business and doing e-commerce. So yeah, it's just, I don't know. Maybe that's a word I need to, you know, accept more now. <laughs> yeah. And- I think it's just. Of having a hard time with when I think of school, too. Mm. I mean, I can just
1: reflect why I felt that you were wicked smart on that panel was because you were doling out strategic advice when it comes to funneling content creation and morality and using one side hustle to promote a business and the way you were thinking about your finances and the way that you were thinking about the brand. And when the panelist was asking us questions, there were things that you were saying that were so tangible for people starting a business in the digital media space or in this content creation space or in the pop culture space, whatever it is, creative space, that it is very rare to meet a 25 year old who is that intentional with her strategy. And you're incredibly intentional with your strategy and Mm -hmm. you were willing to share that strategy with so many people in a newer industry. Like do you know what I'm saying? Like there was yeah. there was something incredibly strategic about the way you were speaking. And I was like, is everyone hearing this right now? Like for <laughs> everyone who has a product-based business and who wants to leverage social, like this is it, you know what I'm saying? So I found uh. it so, one, your ambition and your work ethic and your drive, and then your ability to zoom out and be like, this is the industry, this is the strategy, this is where I wanna go, and this is how I connect it all is incredibly self-aware so while you say that you're jumping in you're also very you're like surveying like you're very much Mm -hmm. surveying what's going on so yeah can you tell us about when you first started get stoned and you had that first viral moment what that was like for you and your business
0: Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I started in the beginning of 2020 and I already had lineups to sponsor um, other makeup brands parties for Coachella. So I hadn't even had a product out and just me verbally pitching to them, I already had booking. So I was like, okay, this is going to work. And I was stoked. And then the pandemic hit and lockdown hit hard right away, you know, the two weeks. So that hit hard. So then I was like, what am I doing? So I guess I had that time of just trying to like figure it out. Then the viral moment is what really woke me up. Like I said, so I have the knowledge in the influencer side of like the capability to make money is insane in the influencer world. And it just scales with more followers you have and more um, engagement you have. So I knew with the product base, there was ways to leverage that money quickly by selling like say X amount a day, you can make this much money. I like the math of money in the entrepreneurial sense. Like it's like a game to try to like hit these goals for me. So when I had that viral moment, I actually reached out to a makeup artist to send him stones for his kit. And then he reached out to me and I was like, uh, reached back and wanted them. And I was like, hey, I have some masks. Like as artists, you know, we're all masked up to do people's makeup because we're right in your face. And I would love to send you some fun ones. So you're not just wearing like, you know, a normal mask. You have something a little more jazzy and it has a filter in it and all that good stuff. So he's like, yeah, actually, would you mind sending me a few more? And I was like, yeah, of course. He's like, I have a client. I can't tell you who it is, but I think they'd love this. And I'm like looking through his feed and I'm like, oh my gosh, has so many different celebrities. And then I'm like, okay, maybe it's this person, maybe it's that person. And I'm just chilling at home and I get a message and they're like, go to Ariana Grande's Instagram right now. And I'm like, wait, Ariana Grande, like what? So I opened my phone and it's literally a selfie of her with her pigtails, just literally like looking straight in the camera. All Get Stone masks is pretty much the whole photo. And it just popped off. Like Pop Sugar picked it up, Daily Mail picked it up. And it was just crazy to see how fast, like she didn't personally tag me, but obviously I knew it was mine because I gifted her makeup artist. So, as one tip I would give people, if you're trying to get your product based, Stuff onto celebrities, go to the people around them, go to the stylist, go to the makeup artist, the hairstylist, the people who are dressing the artist is who you want to target, not the artist itself, because you're going to have to knock down a few doors to get to that artist. But if you can get to the people around, it's a lot quicker normally, and they can physically place your item on the person. So that's what I, I did here, and it was just amazing. And then once, like, she didn't tag me directly, but like I said, I knew because I gifted the artist, and then Daily Mail, Pop Sugar, and all that instantly connected to me. So all these articles, my website's being tagged, I'm being credited, I'm even being credited myself. There's a picture of me with my mask on the site right next to Ariana. It's just so cool to see, like who would have known? And in that month I made $50,000 and I couldn't believe it. And I was like, if I can make 50 grand within the first six months of opening my business, 50 grand in one month, I can do this. And it just really showed me the power of socials and those moments you have to like grab onto them And one thing my fiance was saying, I was sold out. I was like, Oh shoot. I I, I didn't know it's going to happen. I didn't have enough. You know, like I'm a small business. I only ordered so much and I have to have them custom tagged and all that. So my fiance was like, you know what? Say that you're keep selling them and just order more now. And I was like, I can't say I'm keep selling them. I don't even have any. He's like, order a thousand more. Say you're selling them. even though you're not. And you're just going to blast an email to bear with us. It'll be two weeks till you get it, whatever. And that's what we did. So that taught me when you have those viral moments, you have to be ready and grab one of those customers ASAP because if you don't, they're gonna miss the moment. So it just taught me so much instantly. And then just seeing how much money was insane because then I I don't have an investor. So I got to put that money right back in and just grow it even farther. But viral moments, like again, they're rare, but you have to jump onto them and I'm so thankful for them. Mm,
0: I love that. Can I just ask why rhinestones?
2: Okay,
1: yes. (laughs) <laughs> cuz I like I love the niche. Also, Meg's like Mads and I are not makeup girlies. Yeah, can you tell that <laughs> No, I this actually is there. filled in my eyebrows this morning a little bit cuz I'm so pregnant that I was like I don't feel great about like the vibe going on right now physically. So <laughs> I put a little bit of a little something, something on my eyes today, but that's like the extent, you know what I mean? So tell us, yeah, tell us why rhinestones, because educate the girls who have no idea what we're doing.
2: Yeah. So it's funny because I I laugh about this all the time to my mom, because, you know, I grew up with like Ed Hardy, Juicy Couture, and like they had this rhinestones on everything. They were like little cheap plastic ones, but still there there was a time in the early 2000s where there was like through mid 2000s where rhinestones were hot. So for me, I grew up a competitive dancer. So when you're a competitive dancer, you're, I grew up in the time, nowadays not so much, but when I was growing up, it was like a thing to have your costume as rhinestone as possible. So it didn't make you a better dancer, but it was like, oh my God, did you see her costume? Like she's gonna get extra points. Even though she probably didn't, it was just like this this little thing we all had of like, who could have the best rhinestones? With that being said, at the time rhinestones weren't as accessible me and my mom would literally like try to find the best quality we could we would go to people's houses like they were literally like a rhinestone dealer go into like the back room in their house and like open a little packet with like 20 rhinestones and they're like okay do you want these or these and we're like okay like I'm not kidding this was like a hunt as a child and the more competitive really well-known studios always had those like highest quality stuff so we try to like sneak and find them like where their vendors were. But it was literally i kid you not like 20 rhinestones were probably like 25 bucks so you're paying almost a dollar for just one rhinestone so when it comes down to say you have 20 rhinestones right that's going to be like just the little strap so if you have a whole costume or a whole leotard or a dress you need a ton at the time my dad wasn't in corrections yet he was working two jobs and my mom was working full-time as well, and me and my sister were both dancing. So you have a fee to do your dance, you have a fee for your costume, and then you also have a rhinestone fee. So if you can't afford all those fees, and they might be like, we want to put you in 15 dances. And then as a parent, you're like, 15 fees, 15 costume fees, 15 rhinestone fees, entry fees. There's just so much stuff.
1: There's a fucking rhinestone fee.
2: I know! It didn't even become about the dance anymore. It came about, can you afford the costume? So there was just certain times where like, we couldn't do as much as we wanted because we couldn't afford it. Or for our solos, like I spaced out like one rhinestone, like two inches, one rhinestone, two inches, but like afford to do the whole strap. And I think part of me, like, now as an adult, like, I look back and I think I kind of do the rhinestones for my younger self in a sense of, like, I wish I could have had that fully rhinestone costume. I wish my sweatsuit and my dance bag could have been rhinestone, but, like, it just wasn't. Or if it was, they were, like, plastic stones. They weren't glass high-quality Swarovski crystals. So, fast forward to being on tour, I found a rhinestone vendor, and I remember being like, wow, if I had this back in the day, you know, so I convinced my artist I was on tour with at the time if I could put rhinestones on her face while she's on stage because she wanted glitter and stuff. And um, I did and she just loved it. And I was seeing them on stage. I was like, damn, they just shine so different than glitter. And then fast forward to, I had my rave days when I, in my younger 20s. And I remember I'd go to raves and girls because people spend a lot of money on their costumes, their hair, all that stuff. People would, or girls would grab me and be like, why doesn't my glitter look like yours? And I'd be like, girl, that's not glitter. That's why they're rhinestones and they're a certain quality. So I noticed that everyone liked it. And then Euphoria season one hit, I didn't watch the season right away, to be honest. And then I saw the uproar for the makeup community. And then I was like, people are running to Amazon and buying plastic. Swarovski just discontinued all of their loose flatback rhinestones. So who's gonna fill the gap? So in my head, I'm like, well, I have all the connections in the beauty space. Let's niche these rhinestones down and I'll fill the gap of affordable, high quality rhinestones. And that's what I did. And once I started getting out there, I got noticed quickly. Then when it came to season two of Euphoria, the makeup artist reached out to me and said, look, I've been buying on cheap stones and I would rather support a small woman-owned business and actually have high quality product. Would you sponsor season two? And I sent her every rhinestone I could find. <laughs> and then season two wow. hit. Yeah. Season two hit. And that was my second, like really viral moment. I made $15,000 in an hour blew my mind.
1: I just love it. When women talk about how much money they make in an hour or a day or a month, it's so great. Like it like, like fills my heart up. Well, there's a lot that you just said, but when, when a girl says how much money she makes specifically, I'm like, please continue. It's like talking dirty to me. I feel like I love it so much.
2: It's not like that every day. It's not like that every month. It's not, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year necessarily. But I feel like there's also just this crazy stigma about talking about money. And I, part of that I think comes up from how a lot of us are were raised of either being tighter on money or just uh, talking about money is tacky or like in the nicest way, like, you know, we have like generational family trauma and stuff like that of some being like jealous of certain money stats and stuff like that. So that kind of passes down. So that's, I just feel like, you know, look, like I wish people would be more transparent and not in a cocky way, nothing like that. But for like educational purposes and just being like, look, like I'm, a, I'm not a man owning a business, getting paid X, Y, and Z. Like I'm a woman who's hustling the industry and I've had these viral moments. That doesn't mean the next day I made another 15,000 every hour, but that day was a really proud moment. And that showed me that I can leverage this even farther and do it again.
0: I cannot believe that euphoria that's like talk about right timing yeah. perfect
1: product like complete white space like it's just uh- so so perfect and everything was aligned and it's all because you know little megs needed rhinestones when she was little
2: yeah and it's cool to like people are like always like you know why i'm like anyone can sell them like literally anyone can find i mean obviously you have to know what to look for you have to know the materials the facet cuts all that stuff yeah
0: no, you have you have expertise
2: yeah like you have to have you have to know it's with anything you know what i mean but it's yeah. how you do it and just like, oh man, I just hit the, I feel like I got this sweet spot in the nicest way. I really don't, in the beauty space specifically, I really don't have any competitors of anyone who sells just stones.
0: Wow. Brands
2: try to sell stones, but they're plastic. They're, they're not glass and they're, they don't have a high facet cut, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily know that because they're in the makeup space, which yes, I'm in the makeup space, but I also have education on rhinestones for like crafting. So I can hit both markets. And since I have the beauty background, I'm able to infiltrate. And because this isn't a lipstick, this isn't a blush, I'm not competitive with the beauty brands. I'm an accessory to the beauty brands. Therefore, I can partner with as many beauty brands as I want and do it over and over and over again. And every time it'll still be accepted because I'm not competing. I'm being an accessory. This is what I meant wow. when I said Wicked
1: Smart. This oh, is what
2: I meant. This is what I meant. Wicked Smart we get smart i'm used to being like i know i'm street smart especially with like my dad being like a corrections officer like i'm very aware of my surroundings at all time like if i'm in an airport i know where everyone is what's going on whether i know you or not things like that but i think when i think going back to the smart thing when you said smart i just think book smart Mm. and then i know i'm street smart but like there's just different things i think all this stuff i've just learned from like life experiences and i think with my Dad being in corrections, it has made me so aware of my surroundings, which has transferred into being aware of like in a room with work stuff. You know what I mean? Not just of safety, of like being aware of what's going on, where people are moving, why are they doing that, what's the goal here, and being able to observe and, you know, move cautiously.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's three different types of smarts. There's we need to add one because there is Book Smart, there is Street Smart, but there's also Business Smart. And I think that needs to be added because I think Book Smart and Street Smart doesn't cover all of the smarts. Yeah. You know what I mean? doesn't cover it all. Yeah. Okay, Mads, should we ask our favorite question? Yes. So we ask every woman that comes on OKSIS okay, this question.
2: Oh, gosh.
0: If you could br- <laughs> get ready. <laughs> if you could brag about one thing in your life and you can't be humble, what would you brag about?
2: Oh gosh. If I could brag about one thing in my life. Like, honestly, I would say like the business, like I was able to make, I was able to hit six figures within six to eight months of my business. Like starting a brand new business, not having any prior knowledge in business besides like service base to going into e-commerce and sending a product and just having already a profitable business within the first year. I mean, I took 300 bucks and flipped it into over hundred grand.
1: Ooh, I love that. Someone put that on a quote. I took 300 bucks and I flipped it into a hundred grand. That's incredible. You should make that a
2: t-shirt, yeah. a t-shirt with rhinestones. <laughs> with rhinestones. Well, that's what I'm really excited. We're actually jumping into the, I say we, but it's still really like just me doing most of this. And I have my social girls, but Next year, that's one of my goals: is to infiltrate
0: the apparel industry. Yes, let's get back to the Ed Hardy, Juicy Couture vibes. Let's like bling out our iPhone cases. Remember how we used to do that with our sidekicks
1: and our BlackBerry? <gasps> oh, there it goes. Oh yep. my God, that's yep, so good. Yep, yep. yep. yeah. We wanted, so good. I told Meg's I wanted her to bling out my belly, but we didn't plan it in time. So <laughs> we met too oh late. We met too late. Like my pregnant belly would have been so fucking good. It would have been hilarious.
2: It okay. So Meg's, crazy. will you
1: tell everybody where they can find you and get stoned and all the
2: good stuff? Yes. Yeah, so you guys can find my personal content creation. My main platform is TikTok, and that handle is the Meg's Cahill. If Normally, if you just search Meg's M E G S, it'll come up, but the Meg's Cahill also on Instagram as well. I feel like Instagram is the best platform if you want to like connect with me through DMs and such. But if you want to watch and learn my makeup content or enjoy my life, then I would go to TikTok. For Get Stoned, you guys can shop us at getstone.com. That's two N's, not one end, two N's. And then we are on Instagram and TikTok as well. And you could probably find them on your favorite celebrities too. (laughs) Yay,
1: beautiful. Ah, Thank you, Levin. You can find us, sisters, at OKSIS Podcast. We love you. Thank you.